welcome everyone to our second episode of In Their Own League podcast with me, your host, B. Now, in the last show, we set our sights high and had a look at the weighty subject of the male gaze. This time, I invite some of our team to have a look at the latest reboot of the all-female franchise, Charlie's Angels. First, though, let's have a look at the history of the title from its beginnings in the late 1970s TV right up to the present day. Now, back in March 1976, ABC launched a pilot episode of new action crime drama Charlie's Angels onto the television audience, which starred a trio of high-kicking female detectives who were all led by the titular but yet unseen Charlie. The pilot did phenomenally well, so well in fact that the number crunchers at ABC didn't believe it, so they ordered a rerun. Now, this repeat did similarly as well, so, the show was put into full production and launched properly in September that year. The show was a huge success and made superstars out of its cast members, Kate Jackson, Ferrara Fawcett and uh, Jacqueline Smith. For a couple of years, it did well in the ratings, surviving the departure of Fawcett, but the final three seasons saw its popularity seriously fade, with plentiful cast changes simply not doing enough to keep the show alive. It limped on for just just about to reach the magic 100 episode mark for syndication, but it always seemed in an eternal struggle with its concept that was all about female emancipation against the reality of its inherent campiness and accusations of being Jiggle TV. See other ABC shows of the time such as Wonder Woman and Freeze Company that also sexualized its female leads in various states of undress such as bikinis and underwears etc. However, the show did leave its mark on popular culture with its theme tune and the Hello Angels Hello Charlie refrain being homage and lampooned regularly which brings us to the year 2000 when like so many of its contemporaries it was deemed ready for a postmodern cinematic reboot this time it casts cameron diaz probably the best female name in cinema of that period drew barrymore who was on the roll of the second coming of her career and lucy Liu, who was one of the main cast members of tv's biggest show of that time ali McBeal. Rounded off by a supporting performance by Bill Murray, the film was, was a light comedic reboot with music video visuals from film director MCG. The film was far from high art, but it resonated with audiences and made a lot of money. So, it was no surprise when the gang got all back together three years later to make the pretty underwhelming Charlie's Angels sequel, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. This time, the critics were less than kind, uh, but actually it only made a little less than $250 million that the first film brought in. Now, in 2011, there was another reboot attempted with a TV show that was so poorly received that ABC cancelled it after the fourth episode and declined to ever show the eighth. Which brings us to 2019. And clearly someone, somewhere, thinks that this franchise is worth reviving, and this time with a female writer and director in the form of Elizabeth Banks. At the time of recording, though, the film has bombed hard at the US box office. Why? Well, that's something that we'll be discussing shortly. So, 
Now that you know what Charlie's Angels is all about, let me gather Kate, Marcus and Tom around my speakerphone so we can discuss this latest attempt at rebooting this franchise. Good morning, Angels. Good, Good morning. morning. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Yes, it's uh, the In Their Own League podcast back again. Uh, as you know, I'm B Garner and joining me on t- this podcast episode, we've got the wonderful Kate. Uh, don't call her Angel, though. Hi, <laughs> B. Uh, yes, and hi to you. And also joining me is Tom. Uh, see those shoes he's wearing? He brought it. That rock he's rocking? He brought it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, God, these are bad, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I've heard uh, this person parties every day riding in the dirt. It's Marcus. Hello, hello. That was probably the most accurate description I've ever heard of me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I hope people get those references. They were all the songs from Charlie's Angels movies. You see what I did there? Um, Probably not. I mean, some of those are a bit obscure. Um, Yeah. Does anyone remember Charlie's Angels Full Throttle? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one was that was pretty pretty bad, but it still made money at the box office. So, uh, yeah. Uh, which is the issue um, on this week's podcast? We're sort of talking about the uh, Charlie's Angels movie that recently came out and flopped big time, or did it really? I mean. Uh, <sighs> Eight million, that's not too bad, is it? But then the budget was 48 million, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot to take in with those numbers and that budget and whatnot. I don't know. Okay, so before we sort of get into why it flopped, has anyone seen the movie here? Yes, yes. I have. Oh, good. Well, that's great. <laughs> I thought, like, it was only me who'd seen it. Wasn't no. our fault flopped. <laughs> nope, we all saw it. We uh, all saw I, it, I, and it still flopped. <laughs> full disclosure, Full disclosure. I worked at a movie theater at the time, so I saw it for free. Oh, oh so it is your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's partially my fault. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was just one of the perks with the job. Um, What are people's thoughts about it? I'll wait for everyone else to go first. <laughs> well, for me, I felt it was um, like to me, it was very just a middle of the road kind of movie. I really liked um, those three a lot. I thought they had good chemistry and uh, it was kind of nice to see Kristen Stewart be in like a different kind of role than what she's used to. And uh, I, for me, just like the the story was incredibly so-so. <laughs> that was the big like take away from it essentially yeah i i loved um stuart in this i thought she was fantastic she really looked like she was having so much fun <laughs> and i love her short hair <laughs> me too it's a good look for her it's a really Definitely. good look 
Uh, anyone else have any thoughts? Kate, what about you? Yeah, I was about the same. So I went in with very low expectations, um, but I thought like pretty much anything could be better than the first two this century. Uh, but um, it just it didn't sit well with me. The beginning was good, and I love Kristen Stewart, but the rest of it was still very. Um, it felt like a step backwards, especially with all the female empowerment movies coming out. This one was just like it. It was just bad. Mm-hmm. It it just it was like almost uncomfortable to watch at points, and I was just like, this is no. It wasn't it wasn't like stupid entertaining like a lot of action movies, and I'm totally fine with those. It mm-hmm. was just nothing, and I didn't like the story. It, it, literally, the only good part was Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel it. I think yeah, I agree with you. There were some moments there, especially when we were discussing our male gaze podcasts. You know, um, I was just thinking, oh, dear, what we're having that shot. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. OK. Um, and the best for last, Marcus, what what was your take on it? Um, My take on it, honestly, was uh, kind of the same thoughts I had with the 2016 Ghostbusters, where it was um, how do we. Uh, how do we give people what we want, what they want, without having to put much effort? Because mm. it felt like this movie wanted to do all these like female empowering things and like all these like ideas it had, but at the end of the day, boiled down to like closet scenes and like mm. the base <laughs> level definition of girl power. Mm-hmm. Like it almost felt, in a way, a little bit pandering to me the way that the 2016 Ghostbusters felt. Yeah, I can I mm-hmm. can see the comparisons there. And I think, in a way, the, the problem with the Charlie's Angel movie, for me, was the fact that it... There wouldn't... There wouldn't really no likable male characters. <laughs> every, yeah. every man was so bad. And I was like, <laughs> isn't no one... I mean, not all guys are like this. And it, the... <laughs> The sleaziness of some of them, I was like, that's just a little bit over the top. Like, there was the weird security guard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> do, do we need that character in there? Um, yeah. I don't it, was know. A, it was in a way uh, trying to, I think, boost the women up so much while knocking everyone else down in the mm-hmm. process, which... I think in some ways is kind of counterproductive. Yeah, that's I. You can make a female empowerment movie without making all the men look terrible. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, and as well, like it, what I found was really annoying for me was the I just can't get over the action sequence at the beginning of the film where she's like a ninja. Where did she, mm-hmm. how did she, t- she's like, there's nine guys, and she takes out all of them. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then I didn't realise there were other angels there. Why? Yeah, sh- <laughs> Where so were good. they? They were just there uh, turn up at the end to take the credit of it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like, I thought maybe they were going to have some twists where they had, like, super, like, serum or something. Like, it was all going to go Captain America on us or something like that. Because... How were they doing some of the things that they were doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. So if we were going to give it a rating, what rating would we give it? Stars or letter grade? 
Oh, whatever you want to go with. I mean, shall we do stars? Uh, that's. I mean, I rated it on Letterboxd uh, using stars. Yeah, stars it is then. Um, out of five. So what are we rating it as? Two. I gave it a two as well. Two and a half. Oh, two and a half. Oh, yeah. gen- generous. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were go- you were like building up the anticipation there with no, the really no. long flaws, and we were like, I'm giving it one point five. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. But. I'm not an action fan. And this is the thing. I'm not an action fan, but I feel like this movie was made for my kind of mindset. Like it was trying to appeal to to me because I'm a huge fan of the Pitch Perfect movies. Mm -hmm. I thought when Elizabeth Banks was involved, I was like, ooh, exciting. And the comedy and the action didn't mix well with me. And... I really found like the comedy aspect of it was just so forced and uncomfortable in places. And the theater that I went to, there was hardly anyone around and nobody was laughing at the jokes. And it was just like, oh, this is where you would expect a joke. Like I almost thought they were going to have, should have had a laughing track or something. (laughs) So you knew when to laugh. Um, But yeah, I, I just didn't like it at all. Um, but I don't think I'm the only one. Uh, we've all been to see the movie, but not that many people have. Um, and we're going to sort of unpick the reasons why. I think we've touched on them already. But do you think it's a franchise fatigue type of thing? Yeah, and I don't think it was something that really needed to be done again like the if you especially with the female director and writer if she's going to make a girl power movie charlie's angels was not where i would have (laughs) for real yeah it's been like male gaze campy action and innuendo since the 76 when was the show on Uh, it's it can't be saved especially when mcg took it over in the (laughs) yeah yeah uh, you're, I was just watching the trailer to the 2000 movie, um, and oh my god, wow! I was just thinking we've actually, you know, come a long way since the two yeah. since 2000. I mean, some of those jokes were pretty. Like there's one where she's uh, Cameron Diaz says something about. The parcel guy turns up and he, she's like, you could put it through my slot or whatever. And yes. it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, aggressively licking a steering wheel, scaring the poor driver man to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, no, not OK. So uh, the real demand for this movie, there wasn't a demand for this movie. <laughs> None. It's the kind of movie where you see the trailer for it and you're just like, the only question you have after it is why? (laughs) Like, that's really all you have to say because it's a bunch of franchises that, like, I feel like especially in this year that have come and just, like, hit a wall, basically. I feel like that's, like, uh, every franchise that kind of tried to make a comeback this year and, like, because, like, same with Men in Black, that tried to come back this year and it just flopped so hard. That movie was terrible. I think it's still my lowest this year. Uh, I think uh, I think we're kind of hitting this wall in the industry where 
they're putting all their chips on these franchises that at once were huge, but to even break even, they have to make like a hundred million dollars and Mm -hmm. there's no room for success and audiences are just being pandered with franchise after franchise after franchise. And it's like, no, like people don't want to go to the theater every single week to see a franchise that they already know. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I don't feel like Charlie's Angels is a franchise that a young audience knows now. Like, the the yeah. film was, like, uh, directed more around my sister's age group, and she's 18. But she wouldn't remember the 2000 film, and she certainly wouldn't know that it was ever a TV series in the 1970s. Just, I don't know why this was made now for an audience who wouldn't know what Charlie's Angels is, apart from the Destiny Ch- Destiny's Child song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, which I, I sang briefly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like Charlie's Angels would have worked better maybe as like a, a TV series on a streaming service, like a reboot. Mm. Yeah. Well, like, they yeah. did. They did make it as a TV series, I believe, in 2014. It lasted eight ep- episodes and then was cancelled. Oh, good lord! Was that actually a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they did try the TV <laughs> route already. <laughs> it didn't work. Didn't work Maybe. in TV, so they thought, you know, we should make this a movie. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it has to make like a hundred mil to like break even. Yeah, because that's a the greatest idea ever. <laughs> uh, that's a realistic goal to set. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I think the general problem is like who is asking for a Charlie's Angels reboot. I'll admit, I was won over when I saw the trailer. I thought it looked pretty good because that first trailer is pretty fantastic, but. Yeah, just in, in 2019 landscape, who who is who is asking for something like this? Well, right. I mean, it's interesting that we've, you know, not so long ago, we had Terminator Dark Fate come along and bomb oh, really yeah. badly. And I was wondering uh. whether they should have pushed back Charlie's Angels, you know, to a later date because and let the dust settle from Terminator Dark Fate before putting another sort of reboot slash I don't it's not really even a reboot because it's still sort of continuing on right (laughs) yeah yeah spoilers um spoilers (laughs) and I was spoilers in a movie you'll never see yeah continuation of the McG movies With, like, a terribly photoshopped Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Who's, like, (laughs) barely in it. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, Patrick Stewart's hardly the, like, what young people know. I mean, maybe we know him more, but I I did ask my sister whether she was aware of Patrick Stewart, and she literally was looking at me like I was... Uh, I don't know, but um, yeah, she didn't get what I, who I was talking about uh, until I said Logan. You know, the old man in in Logan, <laughs> that guy. So yeah, um, let's talk about its stars. Um, Kate, are I, you a fan of Twilight? <laughs> no, I I unfortunately worked at uh, Best Buy 
when those came out and we had to do like the midnight release parties and it was a horrifying mix of teeny boppers and then like the twy moms obsessed with the stars and they could only get away with it because they had just turned 18 and it was the creepiest thing had shirts and um i read the books because i generally read like quote-unquote real books and then when i need to just like escape i'll read young adult and just clear my mind basically and so i did read them and they they weren't as bad as the movies but like the movies were just so cringeworthy and i think that's part of the problem with Kristen stewart is she made a ton of money off those and then she went and did like uh, the snow white movies and ruined things with robert pattinson and people are still mad at her for that she's thriving in like this like underground indie movies and she's directing and she's doing really well in movies that like the general public doesn't generally see but and and so a lot of people are diehard case do fans for her indie career but i don't think she has like the public's forgiveness for doing twilight yet so that's one of the reasons i think that charlie's angels didn't get a huge following is people like oh god no it's that twilight chick again yeah uh i think but she's the best part of this movie she really is is. crazy (laughs) And she's I don't... so fantastic. I, I, I love her sort of, like, she just seemed to be having fun. And she was letting her hair down, which was funny because yeah. her hair was short. Um, <laughs> yeah, she really embraced the ridiculousness of it all. She The costume changes, the mm-hmm. one-liners. Um, she was great. I, just, I don't think we've seen her in a comedy recently. I'm trying to think of the last one she did. I think Personal it was like Shopper? Oh, no, wait, that wasn't a comedy. like adventureland or like something like 10 years ago she hasn't done one i'd probably say adventureland is probably the last one yeah oh Oh, and snl i haven't seen her snl performances but i'm eager to check them out because i thought (laughs) i really think she should do more comedy yeah she's good at it yeah Uh um my mom said that she because i my parents are staying with me for the holidays. Um, and so I take my mom to all these movies with me. Um, sometimes she thanks me. Sometimes she does not. Uh, this is one she did not. But she said she really reminded her of Kate McKinnon from SNL and from mm. the Ghostbusters movie. She kind of had that vibe. I could see that. Mm. I totally remember a terrible comedy she was in, like, pretty recently. I think, like, 2016. It was that uh, awful Max Landis-ridden one, uh, American Ultra. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I forgot about that movie. Uh, I think everybody forgot about that movie. That's the one where yeah. Jesse Eisenberg is like a sleeper agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I took a date to go see it and never had another date after that. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, yeah. Uh, aside from Case Stew, I don't know the other actresses at all i had to look them up um uh, ella what's her name Belinska. Belinska. yeah she's in she's jasmine isn't she from Aladdin? No, Na- no, that's Naomi Naomi Scott. Scott. oh god see i can't even remember i'm so sorry but Naomi Scott was also ranger. the yep i was about to say she was the pink ranger in the new power rangers oh, and yeah. uh lemonade mouth yes oh, i love that movie i do too yeah <laughs> But what has Ella been in? Uh, 
I couldn't see. I went on Letterbox and all it said that she was in Charlie's Angels, and I was just like, oh, I feel this is her like second movie. Oh, I feel really bad Uh, because she's a model or something. Let's see. Yeah. It really does show that this is her second movie, and I I just didn't really find. I kind of just was like, why is she there? Like, eh, they needed the stereotypical MI6 agent. Yeah. <laughs> they, they needed yeah. the tough one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the emotionless action Brit. They need I've won in every movie. Because mm. that's true. I mean, we do as Brits, we do lack emotion. That's what you're supposed to, especially if you're yeah. an MI6. <laughs> <laughs> the movie genuinely felt like it was like it had a checklist and it had to hit all the boxes with like every like cliche. Yeah. Yep. Like in since the original. Charlie's Angels is always each angel has had a stereotype whether they're the dumb blonde which I believe was Farrah Fawcett in the TV show um, and then there's the smart one and then there's like the one that's good at killing people and that's they've they've kept that since the dawn of time and they recycled it again and I felt like that's something they could have done away with a bit to make this less cringeworthy but they didn't yeah it's like they wanted to market this as like a totally new spin on it, but we ended up just getting the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the oh, okay. Well, I've been informed that um, this is great. We've got like a little. It's almost like we have uh, <laughs> notes being handed to us as we read the news. Uh, breaking news. <laughs> We've been informed that Ella was what in Casualty, which is a British TV show. Um. Uh. So yeah. I mean, I. Oh, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> News just in. <laughs> I've been informed that Ella was uh recently in an episode of Casualty and Midsummer Murders for our UK listeners. There you go. So she has been in something other than Charlie's Angels. I have to go rewatch Midsummer Murders. I like that show. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a great. It's great. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So the lack of star power, do you think that had an effect on the movie? I mean, Elizabeth Banks, though, she's quite well known. She was in those Hunger Game movies. Yeah, I don't I think people like, like her. <laughs> <laughs> those Hunger Game movies, you know, those Twilight films. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people like her very much right now, especially after she started talking about her movie bombing before it actually did bomb. Yeah. That was a bit worrying, actually. It doesn't really strike me as very, like, like having confidence in your own work. I don't know how she got that out without her publicist going nuts. Like, normally they're good at stopping those kind of disasters. Yeah. Never a good look. I think the last time something like that happened was when uh, Colin Trevorrow spoke out against uh, the Book of Henry bombing. And oh yeah. Look at the uh, look at the aftermath of that. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. uh, or uh, Josh Trank with the Fantastic Four movie. Oh, nothing could again, save the those. After, the aftermath of that, they both got fired off a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Elizabeth Banks. So she does have an, another movie come. Um, I think she's been recently given the job uh, to do another reboot. This time of The Invisible Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I think 
they're still trying that's... to push the, that universal universe of horror or whatever it is, you know, with the mm. the mommy film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Brendan I, Fraser version was perfect. <laughs> I cannot wait for the new Invisible Man movie. That that that, that is one great. that I am looking very forward to next year. Mm-hmm. That looks good. That looks good. I, but I, I, I'm quite. I don't know what they're doing though with trying to make it into a universe. It just feels uh, weird to me. Yeah. It's like. It's like they're trying to recapture what they were doing in the 1930s with all of those <laughs> in a shared universe, which I'm all for because that's probably one of my favorite movie series ever. But yeah, it's starting off with an Alex Kurtzman uh, mummy action movie was not a good look. <laughs> and it's quite funny that that um, the trailer for The Mummy was released with no sound and then we had the Men in Black International trailer being at like released with no sound <laughs> this is sort of tie it into franchises that are bombs <laughs> i uh but i do think honestly i do think uh invisible woman is a kind of a better fit for her in a weird way because like the elizabeth banks that i that i like is uh, the quirky comedy one and a lot of people don't realize that the original Invisible Woman is exactly that. It's like a quirky comedy. It's like not a dark and brooding horror film. So once I heard she was attached to that, I would, I would honestly thought it was a good, it was a good pick for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see a trailer, see what she does with it. Same. Plus, it's a, it's Blumhouse doing it, right? And they're, they're, yeah. they know what to do with their budgets. God, I hope it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I found something interesting about the budget for the marketing for Charlie's Angels. When Mm. Sony sort of realized that it was going to bomb, they cut the film's marketing and budget in half. Oof. Uh, That sounds about right, uh, because I remember right before it came out, I was like, oh, where is the marketing for this movie? It is, like, (laughs) non-existent currently. (laughs) Yeah, it's I like didn't, the first I didn't trailer even, and then nothing else. Yeah. It was like, this is out? I thought this, when was this? I didn't realize it was coming out now. I yeah. Was... Yeah, it just, uh, and, it, and it came out in this weird phase where it came out in between two bigger movies, I feel like. Um, I'll have to double check what movies, but I remember at the theater it came out just at a weekend that nobody really cared about. Mm-hmm. It was right before Frozen and right after um, uh, uh, Joker. Yeah. It was yeah. like in that gray area where there's like, it just seemed like kind of a spot that like a studio would just like put it out there and just kind of let it be. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it didn't get released in January. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like the grudge movie that I'm worried about. Yeah. I, I yeah. That's, that's a worry. Maybe we'll do another podcast on when that comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like we're just gonna talk about franchises bombing for the next <laughs> next few podcasts. That but. was that was uh, 2019 in a nutshell. Like yeah. honestly, yeah. <laughs> Every franchise you loved as a kid, well, it got remade and it bombed. <laughs> and it was terrible. 
<laughs> everything in the world was bad at the time too so not even movies were an escape <laughs> jumanji might be okay though i'm so excited for that that was like a true gem when that came out because like was... it it didn't rely too much on the original and it was just kind of its own thing and i feel like that's what the problem is with like these new reboots is like they want to be their own thing but they really don't want to be their own. they're like afraid to be their own thing yeah i was really worried when they were like oh we're remaking jumanji i was like why and then i saw it and i was like okay never mind i really needed that movie in my life <laughs> yeah. and the the sequel looks hilarious with danny devito and oh my gosh danny glover yeah yeah uh, those two i can't wait and just like i just want to be around the rock and kevin hart when they're acting like other people <laughs> yeah that's just gold and and jack black is oh my gosh and karen <laughs> gillen as well she's phenomenal she's too Amazing, and I I think like she's um the Charlie's angel that should have been in this film. <laughs> yeah, she would have been Chris Stewart. Yeah, she would have been so much fun. Well, interesting in terms of casting. Um, this film originally was going to have Emma Stone and Margot Robbie. <gasps> that that's interesting. I want I want that movie. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent want that movie. Uh, Margot Robbie gave one of my favorite performances this year as a uh, Sharon Tate in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and, and she's I, also starring in Bombshell, which is yes, amazing. yes, that one looks fantastic, and and of course Emma Stone. I just love Emma Stone. Yeah, she can do no wrong, especially in the eyes of like film Twitter. Kind of, yeah, and especially because I was living in the Phoenix area, and she's like a hometown hero over there, because she's from that area. Um, so what could have, uh, what could have saved this movie from being the disaster that it is? I mean, do you think if it had more better, more well-known stars, it would have been better i mean would would have emma stone made that material work or uh or do you think it was a script issue i for me it was a a script issue yeah yeah Um, yeah and i think it took itself too seriously like Mm -hmm. the only way charlie's angels would have worked um and even with the previous ones which were financially successful even though they're terrible um is if they embraced the campiness and the just pure like absurdity of the whole thing and but with this one with like the weird bad guy plot twist and oh my god especially the person that they did it to who is beloved by nerds um it just (laughs) did not work for me and because it was too i mean the plot wasn't complicated as far as movies go there are way more complicated plots but i felt like it was too much for this kind of movie Mm-hmm. And I just lost interest. It should have been more blowing up things, more stupid jokes, more Kristen Stewart running around in crazy costumes, and then it would have been better. Because yeah. it, it didn't need to be as much as it tried to be. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's even, like, the villain stuff, too. Like, it, it basically does what reboots, I feel, always do. Okay, we need to make a villain. Let's have it be someone who's traditionally a good guy in the <laughs> franchise, and then we'll make him a bad guy for this, because then it'll be, like, a surprise. But then it doesn't work because you you recognize this person as a good guy, so you're like, well, why is it? Why are they bad? You know? Yeah. And it like tries to make itself new, but it's not just it's just not really doing it. Uh, oh, good old subverting expectations. What can I, what can you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I want to just sort of touch upon whether, you know, Elizabeth Banks would said that there's obviously that men aren't going to go see female action led, um, female led action films. And I had some issues with some of the stuff that she was saying, because, yeah, I, I mean, we've had what Alien we've had captain marvel we've had wonder woman uh, i was yeah star Kill Bill, wars star yeah. wars resident, resident <laughs> evil yeah the, those films i mean uh, they're pretty bad but dave there's about a gazillion of them and they did they, very well <laughs> the hunger games movies which yeah. did have Elizabeth Banks in. <laughs> she was part of that <laughs> franchise. So uh, um, Twilight. I mean, mm-hmm. there's action in that. Uh, I know it's more romance-based, but, you know, th- that was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, do I guess guys did get dragged to that movie, or they probably didn't <laughs> go out of choice. So, uh, before... Uh, before dive into that real fast i just looked up the invisible woman for the elizabeth banks project um blumhouse is not producing it um and the script is being described as a dark horror and they said the best description is thelma and louise meets american psycho oh no okay all right totally the opposite of what we wanted Kinda. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to pass around that disappointment. So it's not only me who's sitting here disappointed about it. Elizabeth Banks, if you're listening, please let us write the script. You have to make it a quirky comedy. But uh, yeah, I I really don't get the whole oh well men don't see this because it's a woman lead. It's like the Star Wars movies makes billions of dollars and. Aside from Solo, which is the least successful Star Wars movie since the Disney buyout, they've all been female-led. So I don't see the grounds of like, oh, well, men don't see this because a, man, a female's in the lead. I, I, I don't know. It's it again, once again, it sounds kind of like pandering to me. Well, I was just gonna say, is wasn't this film aimed at more of a female audience? rather than a male audience so that kind of makes no sense that sort of statement that she said <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well who do you want to see this film <laughs> yeah it's like who is it for like the marketing is saying one thing but you're saying something else like i don't i don't know whose word to take on this <laughs> <laughs> are we still just all shocked over the invisible woman <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to drop that bombshell on everyone. <laughs> Thelma and Louise meets American Psycho. I, I can't process that. Like my brain yeah. the, is like short circuiting right now as we speak. I don't get it though. That's like two completely different films. I mean, one is like a, a like a, a a twisted serial killing man and the other one is about women uh, i sorry i'm gonna need some time to process that statement that's like it's uh, like the worst yeah like how do we well once again it's like it's it seems like they're trying to get the feminist like feminist in quotations market of like 
oh, uh, like, because, like, American Psycho is one of, I personally think, one of the best movies, like, written and directed by women. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't, I, I don't know what they're, like, trying to get with that statement. It's, like, so many different things going on at once. Yeah, we'll just have to see when it comes out. That's that's a future podcast, isn't it? Yeah. When if it ever comes out, I mean, I'm a yeah. Because um, yeah. we all knew Bride of Frankenstein came out, the one that was supposed <laughs> to come out from uh, the director of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, <sighs> oh dear! Oh dear! Um, so yeah. Uh, do you want to show? Shall I head over to Twitter? Because uh, I asked our, our our fans, our listeners. I guess they're fans. I'm just going to call them fans. Uh, <laughs> our uh, little league of readers. Um, why they thought um, Charlie's Angels failed to set the box office alight, and the some of the responses we got were really interesting so i'm gonna just read them out and we can sort of discuss them so uh five minute movie guy uh hiya how i hope you're listening to this um was saying i was shocked by how poorly it performed i think it could have been uh benefited from a more popular and entertaining cast Kristen stewart has begun earning a respect of avid film followers uh film viewers but it's not uh, popular with casual audiences and the other two actresses are not yet well known I mean yes that's true we had to but <laughs> they start one of them started Midsummer Murders you know <laughs> so you got that it's actually funny to me that because um, one of the cameos in the movie is uh, Haley Steinfeld I thought she could have been great for this like I'm surprised oh, yeah. that Elizabeth Banks didn't dip Ooh. more into like her like pitch perfect cast. Like, she Anna was Kendrick, in the movie though. But like, I think yes. she could have been a great like leading character. Like she yeah. could have really done well with that script, I think, and with like did Elizabeth it, Banks kind of comedy. Did did Elizabeth Banks didn't she drop out of directing Pitch Perfect three to direct this one? Because uh, if I remember, I, she was like attached to direct Pitch Perfect three at some point. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe glad she didn't, since the third one was better than the second one, which she did direct. <laughs> I, yeah, I I agree with I agree with Kate. I like the third one more. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth Banks. And the second Pitch Perfect was her first movie. This was her second. Mm-hmm. I think this was her first time solo writing credit. Or main writing credit. Mm-hmm. And it oh. shows. Um. <laughs> she was also in that terrible, terrible Brightburn this year too, huh? Yeah. Oh. I didn't hate that as much as everyone else. I have a oh. soft spot for Brightburn. But it had nothing to do with her. <laughs> I think that movie is just hit or miss with people. But I I respect that people, that people love it. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I won't forgive her for starring in movie 43. Uh, uh. So, uh, uh, didn't yeah. she direct the segment for that too oh god it just gets worse <laughs> <laughs> but remember Thelma and Louise meets American Psycho <laughs> so I, I just picture someone went in you know like that um, screen rant does anyone watch those pitch meetings which yes. 
Uh, but I picture someone saw two posters on the wall and it was Thelma and Louise and then the other one was American Psycho and they were like, oh, so what's it like? And they went, uh, uh, it's like American Psycho meets Thelma and Louise. They just happened to see those posters up on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Anyway, um, Simon um, had said that if you put a cast and crew into original action comedy, he would be all over it. But uh, the thing is, with IP is that it can deter as much as it attracts. The 2000 movie was an amusing nod to the 70s sense of fun, but uh, Charlie's Angels is a tired property now. I think he makes a fair point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren, um, hi Darren, I hope you're doing well. He says he's hoping to see it this Wednesday. Maybe save your money. Um <laughs> To put in my two pence, I wasn't wowed by the trailer. There was no sense of personality from any of the angels. Um, the fast cutting made it impossible to get to know them. It was all fast cuts of various outfits. I mean, yes, there is a lot of yes. outfit changes. And they were all just portrayed as these ice-cold professionals. And there was no hint of peril in any of the trailers. I watched the 2000 trailer as a contrast. And in that one, the angels' personalities came over a lot stronger and made me interested. I think that's true. I did feel like the other two angels in the movie didn't have a personality. (laughs) So... Yeah. Um, Mike Watson. Hi, Mike. Uh, he said he saw it this evening and it was, uh, <laughs> that's the best review we've got. It's the best way to describe it, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I think my letterbox review is just uh, one word and it just like it says two stars and it says nope. <laughs> I think it'd be great if we were just like. But why? <laughs> that's yeah. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's kind of what I was thinking the entire time while watching it. I was like, oh, but but why? <laughs> <laughs> um, Matthew St. Clair said that um, the, there was just no interest in a reboot of a franchise that had its last entry almost two decades ago. Uh, and, and the near lack of star power didn't help. Um. Laura H. said, uh, this is a way to promote this film's strengths, including the queer content, uh, people of colour, a woman director finally, but it felt buried by a studio, unwilling to celebrate that, and utterly preplexed on what to do with the female-led comedy sans straight male gaze. Yeah, I felt that too. Like, there was so much potential for this movie. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like nobody knew what to do. I, I feel like a lot of this movie has ended up on the cutting room floor and mm-hmm. there's a better movie that should have been made. Maybe a bit a one that was trying to do more in terms of satire and, and comedy rather than action. And mm-hmm. then some mm-hmm. I can picture some male executive watching it and going, Oh, we need more explosions. <laughs> Um, Casey uh, said that the trailer created hype for a day but then it was left to fend for itself nobody nobody anticipated a reboot uh, especially with two unknown 
uh, leads and that girl from Twilight. General word of mouth about the film was that it was anti-man and Banks' tweets probably didn't help matters much. Um, yeah. And then Robert Kensington just said, poor marketing campaign. And when we consider that the marketing campaign was slashed uh, mm-hmm. in terms of its budget, that it doesn't make a lot of sense. So the perfect yeah. storm of it, everything going against it. Yeah, all the special ingredients to a good old bomb. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. I do wish, like, this is the sort of stuff they should teach in film school, you mm-hmm. know? Like, not on how to make the perfect movie, but how to not make a bad movie, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this is what we should be learning about, like, looking at these films and seeing what, why they didn't work. Because I find it more interesting to look at these flops and go back and see what's happening in terms of like culture at the time, what's happening Mm -hmm. in society at the time, uh, what else was coming out, you know, and and then just going, oh, okay, that's why it didn't work. And I feel like if we Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, if studios did that more, um, then we wouldn't have films like Terminator, Dark Fate. I mean, uh, <sighs> uh, man, that movie. It's, Never it's saw not it. Been a great year. You're it's lucky. Not been a great year. You're really. I lucky. was. Uh, I was actually at uh, the Paramount Studios lot for a screening of a uh, Terminator 2, and at the end of it, James Cameron and Tim Miller came out and talked about it. It was where they announced it, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I was hyped. Linda Hamilton coming back, like, sign yeah. me up. Mm-hmm. Like James Cameron having a bit of more creative control like i really wanted to eat it up and then i just kind of saw the trailers and i was like oh well i'll get around to it eventually (laughs) might not be worth that honestly (laughs) (laughs) i didn't hate that one as much like out of the like quote-unquote failed reboots this year i think that one kind of did what it wanted to where it just kind of wanted to end the franchise and make us forget about those last two that they released. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the new the blonde chick. I can't remember her name. The one that's like nine feet tall. Mackenzie Davis. Davis. Yeah, her. She's awesome. And yeah. like, um, if they ever make a, like a Supergirl movie, I want her to be Supergirl because mm. she looks like she could murder everybody. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> and I loved having like angry old Linda Hamilton back. She's just so jaded and knows more than everyone. I I loved her in that. Um, so that one that one is as a an entire film wasn't great, but there were bits of it that were entertaining enough to make me not regret going to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I've uh, in a weird way, I feel like because of all the failed reboots, I've steered away from like big budget like blockbuster movies this year. I think like the mm-hmm. last couple movies I've watched have been like. Nimes Out, Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, like, it's like, all these movies are bombing so hard that I'm, like, gravitating towards, like, the indies and the lesser-known movies coming out. Yeah, Watching it's some been good a movies, really though. good year for indies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's been some amazing year, like, Lighthouse, I mean, oh my god, that mm. movie I can't get enough of, and mm-hmm. we've obviously had, like, films like Booksmart and Blinded yes. by the Light, and the farewell and oh all of these movies have made are in their own league top 50 list which you can 
<laughs> plugging it in. <laughs> you could totally check that out at our website, www.intheirownleague.com. There you go. So, did we like that little plug-in? Yes. Any chance you can. <laughs> um, so this if people want to go to the cinema this, this tomorrow or this weekend or whenever <laughs> do you have any recommendations that isn't Charlie's Angels Parasite <laughs> slams on the table Parasite <laughs> I definitely would recommend that I actually just saw um, if you want to see a female directed film uh, I saw Queen and Slim yesterday, and uh, it was great. I really enjoyed it a lot. I think it's totally worth seeing. I want to check that out. Yeah. Mm. It's on my to-do list. For me, it's For Knives me. Out and Jojo Rabbit. Go yes. see them. Both are fantastic. Knives yes. Out was was so exciting to watch. Yeah. Uh, and um, I I really want to check that out. And I also re- I still need to see Last Christmas. <laughs> I know it's Aww. gonna be bad, but I just love it's the It's charming. It's got Henry Golden <laughs> in it, so Golden. Yeah. He's, uh, that's all you need to see it on the big screen. It's like yeah. that, that uh, Clark. Hallmark movie charm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess we we can uh, wrap it all up now. I mean, I, I'll send you on to do your little missions in the world. Um, go kick some ass. Um, well, before you go, where can we find you? What's your secret Twitter names? <laughs> your Twitter code names? <laughs> uh, you can follow me. This is Tom at uh, at underscore more reviews to check out all the newest movies coming out. Mine's at Captain Hangry, C-A-P-T underscore Hangry. I post way too often, so you won't have any trouble finding me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine is at JFC Doomblade. Um, I just post like thoughts about like whatever I'm watching or whatever I'm doing out in the world. So it's a uh, kind of erratic on there. <laughs> <laughs> As to all of Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Perfect place. <laughs> and of course, you can find me at the film B, and also give us a follow over at their league on Twitter. And uh, yes, if you uh, liked our podcast and would like to um, write in, you can send us an email at in their own league at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts as well. Um, why do you think Charlie's Angels flopped? Do you want there to be an Invisible Woman movie? Which is, you know, <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm still processing it. And you can also leave us a voicemail over at Anchor as well, which is quite exciting. We want you to hear your voicemails. Leave us some messages. Let us know. If you were going to be, a, you know, um, in Charlie's Angels, who would you want to be on your angel team? I mean, this is what I want people to answer. I mean, let's uh, let's make up, a, yeah, let's make our own team of angels, and uh, we can help spread the word of in their own league. That would be amazing. But uh, yeah, thank you all for joining me, and of course, um, we hope you um, join join us for another podcast next time.
We hope you enjoyed this discussion today and please give us all some feedback, whether it's via Anchor Voicemail or Twitter, a review on your favourite podcast listening platform or via comment on our website. And if you want to support us in another way, then please take a look at supporting us via Patreon. You can find all the links of these in the episode description. Once again, thank you so much for listening and we hope you join us for the next episode. Take care now. (laughs) 